and welcome. Hello, hello, hello. It's Thursday, and you know Thursday. It's Beyond Small Talk Day. Welcome. Welcome to Beyond Small Talk. My name is Jackie Janik, a women's empowerment coach, helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. And today you are watching Beyond Small Talk. Real women, real conversations, elevating womankind one talk at a time. And there's no coincidence, or maybe there is because the stars were aligned when we were um, filling up our co-host spots on Beyond Small Talk that last week we talked to Jen Schultz about your non nine to five, like your non nine to five life and how to move on from that, stepping into your own purpose, your own career, entrepreneurship, following your passion and standing on your own two feet, which is absolutely wonderful if you choose that to be your journey. Then what? Then what? Oh, then that's where Amber McIntyre comes in and we're going to be talking about small business strategies, which sometimes strategies sound like a scary word, but it's not. You need them. You need small business strategies to get your your shit in gear. So let's get Amber on. So Amber is uh, the CEO of ASM Consulting Small Business Strategies, empowering entrepreneurs. Again, we're going to go in. She's going to give us some tips and tools about what one, what are strategies? <laughs> hey, Amber. Hi, how are you? Hi, great. Welcome to Beyond Small Talk. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, anytime. I'm just, I'm just looking forward to what kind of wisdom you're going to drop on us today. As I just mentioned last week, we were talking about leaving your nine to five mm -hmm. and what's next and what does that look like? And I'm sure many women daydream all day long, like, oh, wouldn't it be great to work for myself and start a business and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And in theory, and when we daydream and we, you know, do our vision boards, it just probably looks ultimately like just incredibly amazing. Uh -huh. exactly. <laughs> and then you actually do it. And then you're like, Oh, shoot, I yeah. have no strategies. What am I doing with myself? Right? <laughs> I feel like that happens for I would say at least 90% of entrepreneurs when you get into it, like you get so excited with the dreams and the vision. And then you kind of jump in and you're like, Okay, now what? Like, what am I supposed to be doing exactly? <laughs> <laughs> because all of a sudden, like, you very rarely like, all leave your job, quit, start a business, become super famous on Instagram, and all of a sudden you're making, you know, six and seven figures a week only working five hours. Like, right. you, you, you know, you get wrapped into all of these promotions and advertising, yeah, advertisements around. Quick schemes. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure we both know that doesn't happen. No, it takes so, work. Yes, and strategies. And strategies right. isn't a bad word. It's actually a really great word. Okay. And we'll dive into what it means and what it looks like. But can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how did you get to this space? Yes, absolutely. So, okay, so I am a business strategist. And obviously, my company is ASM Consulting. But believe it or not, entrepreneurship was not something I thought that I would go into. So um, I went to school for business to go in for business management. But at the time, the thought process was, you know, to climb the career ladder at work and to make sure that I was creating job security and things like that. Well, when I went, I did a minor in entrepreneurial studies. So then hmm. I just got really, really interested in a lot of the different concepts and strategies I was learning in school. Well, then also um, I met my husband and my husband is completely 
um, I would say an entrepreneur at heart. Like it pains him to work for someone else. <laughs> Whereas I'm a little bit more strategic where I believe that you have to figure out the, the process for you when it comes to um, entrepreneurship, because I believe there's multiple different ways. There's, you just want a, a second stream of income, right? But you still want to keep the benefits of your nine to five. And I don't think, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think you just be honest with what you want out of life. But when I met my husband, it almost like opened up a whole nother way of life that I didn't really consider at first. Um, because in a lot of ways, I think we become a product of our environment. So if you're not around people that talk about skills and how to monetize that, you just kind of go through the normal way that society has taught us. So between going to school, um, which I thought I was just going to climb the ranks at work, um, and kind of going into those entrepreneurial classes and then helping my husband. So we also, apart from ASM Consulting, we have a tree business. Um, we've had that business for three years. My husband is completely, um, he does the operations part and I'm like the brains behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, between starting that business and going through the process and seeing him do it full time, it was just like, all right, I want in. I want to do this. So that's how I got yeah. started. That's, yeah, that's inspiring because I like to hear that you didn't first out of the box was like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it just happens, but you're so right that if you're not around it and you don't see it firsthand or maybe not experience it, like I come from a very working class mm -hmm. um, family from my grandparents were like, you have a job, you stay at that job, like exactly. forever. Exactly. <laughs> till you die at your desk. And when I wanted to switch jobs and things like that, they were like, why you have a paycheck. And the first question that people ask me all the time about entrepreneurship, um, when I say, you know, this is where I'm headed towards they're like, what are you going to do about insurance? I was like, so insurance, big one. <laughs> right? And I was like, so insurance is supposed to rip me of my happiness? Yep, exactly. No. It's right? such a misconception. Like, it's really such a myth. Even so, for me, the biggest thing that I got, um, and my dad, he was huge. Like, my dad um, changed any kind of change and anything that's not stable, it's like, just don't even bring it to his attention. And so, my dad is more so like, well, working at a big corporation. So, because I'm still nine to five as well. Um, um, I'm a project manager in my nine to five. So I help um, in the pharmaceutical world balance these projects and things like that. Well, I was with my employer for six years before switching to a different employer. And my dad like went crazy. Like to, was just like, why would you do that? You need to stay somewhere where it's stable. But a lot of people think that nine to five is stable and it's not because they could go through layoffs. There's so many different things that they, the company could go through that would impact you. So if they was to do a layoff, which my previous company had too, I was fortunate enough not to go through the layoff, but a lot of people lost their jobs. And like, just like the pandemic taught us, like there is no such thing as stability. Exactly. And I think 2020, if it taught you nothing else, <laughs> my new like motto, multiple stream income, exactly. right? So multiple, I have a nine to five. Mm -hmm. I'm in marketing during my nine to five. I've been at this job for 14 years. Mm -hmm. It's a family owned and operated company. You think you get in, you're the family, you, they got your back. Yeah. Let a pandemic hit. Like just wait for, and I'm not saying there's ever going to be another one again. I was gonna However, 
<laughs> never again. However, it hit you like, no, the family and family businesses or corporations, it's them first and just your second. And that's just how it goes. Or maybe third, fourth, fifth. I don't know where okay. you are on your line. Um, that's just it. So I was just very excited to start talking about strategies because it's like multiple stream income people. Like, like you have to have multiple stream incomes to keep your life going and to keep you happy and to get mm -hmm. what you want and desire um, freedom. That's my always word is like freedom to like be. Um, so what do you define strategies? Can you mm -hmm. Like I mentioned, some people might find this word scary, especially creatives. Mm -hmm. I work with a lot of creatives. I work in a creative department. And anytime I'm like, okay, let's start with our goals and strategies. They all give me faces like strategies. <laughs> I was like, they're so important. But if they you could are. define us, define for us. Yes. Yeah, so for me personally, the way that I try to keep it as simple as possible for my clients is when you think of strategy, just think of a plan that is set to get you to a targeted goal to so when I go through the process with my people, um, we actually go through mindset, vision planning, goal setting. And I do it in that way because I feel like all three of those elements is so important in order to put together an actual strategy for them. So that strategy is really taking your goal and then working backwards. What do you actually need to implement in order to reach this goal? And then getting it so defined and so step by step that it's just like all you have to do is show up but the strategy will take you the rest of the way right and that sounds I mean in theory it sounds super you put it in a very nice with a bow on it like I see like you package it so nicely and then people are like okay so showing up so that's where which is beautiful that you address mindset as well, because you could have this whole list written down. I write down all my stuff on my pad, I'm all like ready to go. And if your mindset isn't prepared as well to show up, mm -hmm. um, I like how you said just working backwards and getting really detailed mm -hmm. in each step, because for me, when I have that, then I don't have to think again. It's exactly. detailed. It says it right there. Exactly. And for me, mindset, so we call it mindset training at ASM Consulting. And the reason that I always start off with that, so you hit it right on the head. If your mindset is not in place prior to us giving you a strategy, like you still won't necessarily execute the plan. Because then we have limiting beliefs. We have the negative self-talk that we do. You don't end up balancing the strategy with your personal life and self-care. So there's a lot of different things that could go wrong with implementing. And so when you get into the implementation process, if you don't have the right mindset, understand like imposter syndrome is huge in that level. So we really, really get people um, to kind of do a self-reflecting dive deep inward prior to actually starting the process. It's, it's definitely first because once we get to the next part, which is the vision planning, I want you to be able to plan and dream without holding yourself back, without fear taken into um, consideration. So your mindset is like the very first thing when it comes to anything. Yeah. And can you give us like a tip about mindset, like just one thing? Um, what would you like your first step? Because you talked about self-reflection mm -hmm. and really imposter syndrome which I think is huge because I mean that lady creeps in on me all the time and she comes and says who are you who do you think you are like you're not good enough mm -hmm. 
there's other people doing it better than you. You're not unique. I mean, I could go on and on what she says to me. <laughs> so for me, um, as far as things that really work for me when we do the mindset. So let's say if you had a negative thought, what I typically do is figure out one. I just try to validate the thought first and foremost. That's what I do first, because a lot of times your emotions and everything comes into play, but a thought is literally something you cannot control. You cannot control if you get the thought. But what you can control is the way that you process it. So let's say if I'm having a really, really bad day, I want to throw myself a pity party or I want to be a victim to the circumstances, right? And I'll say something like, oh, I got completely caught up in my business that I didn't even pay my kids any attention. Like, I'm a bad mom. Because um, for me, balancing everything sometimes can become a struggle if I'm not really, really tight on my schedule. Well, what I'll do first is, are my kids happy? Did my kids say that I'm a bad mom? Do my kids mm -hmm. feel like I'm slighted? So again, like I kind of work backwards with a lot of things. And I'll try to pick holes in how I feel. Because if none of those things are true, then I know that it's just my emotions getting the best of me. And it's easier to dismiss that thought. Whereas, let's say if my kid did tell me that, then that also helps me do self-reflecting that I do need to create a better balance so that my kids aren't feeling that way. So I think a lot of it is just more so when it comes to your mindset, understanding that you are going to have negative thoughts and then understanding, though, that that's normal. We're human. We will have them. And it's so even the days where you're like, I'm sad, like it's OK to be like that. But you always have to be mindful to not let that sit in, to not allow that emotion to become a result or an action. That makes total sense. I tell people, women, I tell women this all the time as well, that all emotions are equally as valid. They all come up. Like, you yeah. can't, like, just live this life of, you know, everything's hunky-dory and it's like, you know, great, joy, happy, I'm positive. Let's mm -hmm. do all these positive affirmations right now. That's not real, it's right? Not like, that's real. not real. It's and not. it's okay. It's okay. And I like, and I'm glad you said too, like acknowledge it's all like, Hey, I, a lot of times when, if I have that imposter syndrome come up and she tells me you're not good enough, I say, Hey, thanks for showing up. <laughs> thanks. Hi, what's up? Uh -huh. You know, what's up? I literally say to myself, what's up? You know, mm -hmm. maybe why is this coming up for me? What's around it? Maybe, you know, I, somebody said something or I read something or like something just played a, into my head. And, and like you said, is this true? Exactly. Right? Is this really true? Right. Do you really suck? <laughs> no. Like, no. Are you a bad mom? Most of the time, no. no. Overall, you're never a bad mom. You might have maybe a bad moment mm -hmm. or an action that you wish you can take back. But overall, I don't think any mom is like a bad mom. Right? And I'm glad that you said that, too, because another thing for me when it comes to that is understand that, like, find the lessons. So I don't really like to say that I lost or anything like that. I try to, again, have that positive mindset to be op optimistic. So I'll try to find the lesson in everything, because even when it comes to your business strategy, like you can implement everything in that strategy, but there will still be lessons learned. There will still be um, a conversion rate that wasn't as high as you wanted it to be or an ideal client said no. Um, you're definitely going to have those things that just don't go your way, no matter how hard you worked or no matter how good you did something. And being able to understand that you're not too good to lose you're not too good to have a bad day. 
Like these things are going to happen, but when they happen, understand more than likely they happened when they were supposed to, and then figuring out the lesson that you were supposed to get out of it. Yeah, that's awesome. Because there's a lesson to learn. And I do believe that if you don't learn it the first time, it will nicely come up for you again, (laughs) and again, and again, until it tells you, uh, surrender more, surrender more, surrender more. We we tell our, I have a Beyond Small Talk is also an in real life group, uh, Mm -hmm. women's circle. And that happens frequently when we're all learning a lesson that's kind of the same at the kind of the same time. And then we say to each other, surrender some more like you're like wait but I learned the lesson oh someone (laughs) doesn't think you did so (laughs) exactly and until you learn that lesson like you said it will become just this repetitive cycle until you learn what you're supposed to yeah awesome so we have mindset and the next one you talk about um vision and values is that did I get that right (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. so I typically want to do your mindset first because I want you to overcome your limiting beliefs before you start really dreaming and really start to uh, plan your future. So with my clients, what I'll do is I'll ask them, like, what do you want? And this is so important for women because ultimately, I won't say ultimately, but a lot of the times our wants, um, they're triggered from what we want for our kids or what we want for our spouse or what people want of us in the societal standards and norms. So a lot of times my clients come to me and they're like, well, I don't know. Like, I don't really know what I want. And so we really dig into what you want and why you want them. So a vision planning is like, if you had no limitations, which we hopefully covered in the mindset training, when you remove that limiting beliefs, and you remove the negative talk and you remove the fear, what would you want? What makes you the most happiest? So whether that's traveling, so because then we also talk about their skill sets that could possibly be monetized. But at this point, they just vision how they want to live their lives and what would they like to do. So once we get that clarity on vision planning, we actually move into their morals. And I try to make all of this completely about them, even though they don't know that these foundational beliefs will be turned into their organizational beliefs. So the morals and their values is so big because what do you stand for? Because a lot of times what you stand for as a CEO will be your business is going to be held accountable to that standard. The people in your audience that become affiliated with you, they're going to want to make sure that you are being consistent with the people that you do collaborations with, the people that, you are um, networking with the people you are referring them to all of this will need to be consistent so you want to make sure you have a very clear understanding of what your um what your morals and your values are so that you are aligning your space and your community with the correct people oh that was beautiful 100 percent. because you're not two different people you know it's not like you're one person during the day and your <laughs> entrepreneurship small business and then all of a sudden you're like okay small business done I'm somebody else exactly. and then you go live a totally different life mm-hmm. like that's very inauthentic and doesn't work that way I see people at work all the time they're like oh that's just me at work and this is me I said <laughs> that wait I'm confused about your values <laughs> that's your values like are your, your values <laughs> like your personal yeah. page and your business page like yeah. people will even pick that apart. Like if it's not consistent, cause it's like over here, you're talking about this, but over here you're talking about this. So then it becomes like your audience begins not to trust you because you're not consistently showing up authentic. Right. And I'm, and I believe that 
uh, people, especially women who become entrepreneurs and in social media world that you can share a whole lot of yourself. And I'm also okay if you don't share certain sections mm -hmm. of your life. I believe so much Absolutely. in that. Uh, yeah, I follow some women that this one woman shares everything except her love life. She's like, yep. because he didn't decide that, or some people don't add their children because their children didn't decide that. Um, I share a lot about my relationship, but through my eyes, exactly. right? Because he doesn't want to be really involved too much. Like he's in my pictures and things like that. And, um, but he didn't choose to be on here, right? I'm choosing it. <laughs> That's how my husband is. He's like, I don't care if you do a little picture, yeah. like, don't put me on video. <laughs> I don't care for any of that. And I think that's so important that, so something else that I tell my clients is do not put anything out there. You don't want someone to have an opinion on. Don't put in, don't share anything that if somebody was to come back to you and they made a comment under that post and you'd be offended because everybody has an opinion, whether they agree with you or not. And I think that goes back to understanding your values and your morals because negativity will challenge you and you have to make sure even in those moments you show up the way that you want to be seen. But even in those moments, understand that not everybody's going to agree with you. And that's okay. Everybody has their perspective. And that's okay. But I know there's some people where that relationship is so sacred that they don't want any of the online influence to touch it or even their babies. Like, you know, I just want to keep them away from the world. And that mm -hmm. is absolutely 100% fine. I would just make sure that you're cautious of what you're sharing if it's not like um, a private page. Um, because people will find it and try to use it against you. <laughs> yeah, people are real crafty online and can really are like FBI investigations <laughs> and can are. find you and like, this is what you said 20 years ago. Well, I don't know how long. So that, I'm that, that drives me crazy. Right? It drives me so crazy because like people grow and you go back and yeah. find something 10 years ago and it's just like they may not even be the same person. I am not who I was at 25 and I'm happy there wasn't social media when I was 25 or anything online since I've been 25 because that didn't really exist like today obviously right. okay so we have um mindset values morals and now we move on to goal setting so um how do you define goal setting? What does that look like? Goal setting is probably one of my favorite parts of the process. Um, it is also one of the trickiest part of the process. So what we do is we definitely um, incorporate SMART goals. So specific, measurable, attainable, realistic with a timestamp. And what that means for me personally, I typically get one or two clients. I either get the one that is like bold and like next quarter, I'm going to be a millionaire. You get that client. But then you also have a client that like, they're afraid to stretch themselves. They're afraid to really um, dream big. So it's important to be able to set goals that's realistic, that you give a, a realistic time stamp to it, because I don't want to allow my clients to set a goal that I know is not realistic. And then they feel like the process doesn't work, or they feel that they're right. inadequate. But on the flip side, I don't want to... I don't want to kill their dreams either. I just want to help them see the importance of being realistic in how goals stack on top of each other, how you can stair-step your goals so that you can reach that one-year, three-year, five-year plan. But your goal should, you know, you start with your short-term goals and then you have your long-term goals. But that goal setting is so important because one, it helps you feel accomplished as you go quarter by quarter. To be able to go back and say that I started here and now this is how far I've come, 
it keeps you accountable. So every day um, you can look back at your quarterly goals and you ask yourself this day, this week, what I'm doing should be in alignment with what I set my quarterly goals to be. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And it feels good just checking off a goal. I love it. I check. Got it. So like, I set a goal for just beyond small talk. I mm -hmm. was like, it's a pandemic. I started it over a year ago. And I said, if I get a few months in just talking during a pandemic, great. And now all of a sudden, 58 episodes later, I'm like, <laughs> this is, yay, I crushed my goal. You know, like, you know, so. And it builds confidence. It, the more that you set a goal and you sh prove to yourself that you can complete what you set and what you define, like it actually builds your confidence, not only as a person and an individual, but within the business space as well. Sure. And then others like just vibe <laughs> off your confidence. You know? <laughs> it feels really good when that happens. Um, yeah. sorry, and okay. the other part with goal setting for me is because of like the pandemic and before pandemic, like 10 years ago, I had some loss personally in my life. So like my five-year goals were like out the window, oh, right? So they're snoring. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Snoring, but while we're talking, dog, like this is good stuff. I know he's a missing out. <laughs> um, yeah, so for me, like when people tell me, you know, oh, get that five-year goal. Mm -hmm. While I know it's important to have like that larger vision and be able to stretch it. Um, personally, in my experience, it's harder for me to set those goals because mm -hmm. I know so much of life happens. So I work very well. And this is where you're talking about mindset and self-awareness and knowing more about yourself when working um, with a coach or strategist like mm -hmm. yourself that I know for me, I need little bite-sized goals, <laughs> you know, like little goals yeah. on the way. And then, like you said, I built the confidence. You feel great about yourself. You check it off. And then that builds, for me, momentum and consistency. Yep, exactly. And yeah. I, again, I really like to reverse engineer a lot of things. And it's like becoming really clear as we're having this conversation. Because even with the goal, like when we because vision planning is what we do prior to. So what we do is actually get your goals and what you're doing and what you want. And I'll, that's the ultimate, the ultimate goal. But then we're going to work backwards to see and get it so defined and so detailed that you know what you sh should be doing every single day in order to hit that big goal. Because a lot of people do get overwhelmed when they think of their big, big goal all at once versus getting a coach or a strategist to come in to be able to be like, okay, so this is, let's scale this down. Let's get this into actionable steps for you. Yeah, it makes all the difference. And that's why I strongly always recommend building a community around this with coaches and consultants like yourself, because even like I tell people the simplest thing, like weight loss, you know, or if you're into getting healthier, weight loss or whatever, um, I'm like, step one, drink water. How much water are you drinking? Like, and I know it sounds like so like, oh, water, really? That's going to change my life. Kind right. of. <laughs> kind but of, it will. It does, though, and a lot of people don't understand that. It's like, but again, it also is one of those things, the discipline, doing those small things, and then they, the small steps will begin to make big results. So water intake is important. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps the energy up for these kind of conversations. Exactly. Um, so next step, implementation. Yes, implementation. So, okay, this one with goal setting might be my second favorite. They're very close. So when it comes to implementation, that's where the strategy is actually provided. 
So once we, we've um, now did the mindset training, I know what your vision is. We've set the goals together to make sure that they're realistic. We put timestamps with them. Well, then I'll take that back to my team. We'll come up with a, um, a tailored strategy for you. And then at this implementation process, this is where we're actually going to start walking you through. Here's the ultimate map of what we're going to do with your business and what we need to set in order for you to hit your goals. But then we give them these, these just these minor keys of what you want to make sure you're having every day. So routine. Routine is really, really big when it comes to your strategy. Um, obviously, we talked about mindset and how important that is. But then there's also these little mindset tricks that we typically tell people where it's have a five minute check in with yourself, you know, to figure out what what do you get to do that it doesn't have to be business related. But what's something you can do every day that just gets you in the mood to really, really hash out um, your goals and your to do list. So it's for some people, it's going on a walk around their neighborhood. Some people it's music. Some people, it's their devotions, but figuring out these little bitty things that is going to keep you accountable, that will keep you grounded to actually implement. And ultimately, the easiest tip that I tell people is just start. Just start. Even if that goal for the day, you cannot complete it, do what you can. Even if it's 15 minutes, if you got 15 minutes, just start somewhere because as these days line up, that 15 minutes will get you a lot of different projects done. Right. Little bit. Just start. Just start. Release just start. the perfectionist. Release like I can. Tell, you know, your imposter syndrome. Hey, sit back for a second. Like, and just, just start. It's <laughs> exactly. like, who's, you know, um, and I, and sometimes you just feel it, right? Like this morning I have a workout before Beyond Small Talk. I make mm -hmm. sure those things like happen. So then I'm like, I just start. And like, we just started the conversation. Mm -hmm. Just so everyone knows, this is totally unedited. Uh, we had a brief like five minute talk. Um, Amber and I just met and I feel like this just flows because we both are showing up and talking mm -hmm. about things that we love and we're just doing it right yes. we're just here talking <laughs> and I'm so glad that you said we're doing what we love because I think a lot of times that makes a difference when it comes to putting in the work so anytime whatever strategy whether you're working out whether you want to start a business you have to put in the work like hard work is how you'll get the results so that has to be a given but when you tie that hard work with discipline, with something that you love, you won't even begin to understand the results. Like so many different things would just come to you naturally. So like you said, this conversation and even just the conversation we just had prior to, and it's like our audience, what we're doing within our company and our brand, it's so aligned. And so it was just kind of like um, a connection that was just presented. You know what I mean? But it's because we're both authentic in what we want. So then these relationships that you have with people and the connections that you make, when you're showing up as yourself, it's easier for your people to find you because it's like, oh, she's just like me. Like she stands for what I stand for. So it's easier for your, and that goes for your clients too, as well as other networks. When you're showing up authentically as you and you're expressing what you love and what you want to do, it's easier for your people to find you to have these conversations. For sure. But you attract that, right? You yes. attract who you're showing attract up to be. And exactly, exactly. I always say that. And um, my husband's like, you always find people kind of, no, my mother's like, oh, you always find people kind of you, like you. How do you have so many friends? I said, how do I have so many? I, I said, because I talk to people. Like, I'd like to have community. <laughs> 
you know, exactly. I got that. Why do you have so many friends? Why? It's a weird question. <laughs> Sometimes mothers ask them. Um, and my mother listens. So she's going to be like, stop talking about me. It happens, not happens. It does happen. Um, <laughs> we all talk about our mothers. <laughs> And the last one I have for us, I do know this by heart, and you call it check-in. I also like to say slash accountability. Yes, exactly. So I think this is like the heart of the program because so I told just from my own personal story, I was raised and brought up around a lot of strong women. And so women empowerment was something that I just had to stand for. Like I've always had it. But as I got older and I started to grow, I realized there's so many women that don't have it. And then even so then more so women that stepping out and listening to their own voice, that audience got a little bit smaller with the accountability. And then even taking that further to women that's going into business and they're trying to start something from scratch. So the accountability portion, not only helping her to understand that you deserve to live your life according to your own standards, like you deserve to do what you love. You deserve to be happy, even if other people don't understand it. Um, but then also when you have that strategy that we just mapped out, um, then not only do I have your goals and your strategy, and you have them. So it's easier for me to chime in and to see, because I'll end up following my people on social media and different things like that. So I can see if you're not doing what the strategy says. And to be able to come in like, okay, what's going on? Like, are you okay? Are we just having some, um, are you just unclear with the strategy? Because sometimes confusion will delay results, but sometimes it's that imposter syndrome. Um, sometimes it's the personal life. It can be any and everything, but having somebody there to actually come to you and be like, Hey, what's up? What's going on? Like, what you doing? That gets people a little antsy. Um, even being able to be like, okay, I know I'm going to have a meeting with my coach or my strategist in a week. And I know she's going to ask me, what if you get complete? I don't want to show up and have not done anything. And then the, also what I get a lot of times from my clients is how they love the weekly emails. So not only will we have an accountability call every week, but on top of that, I'll reach out to you a couple of times throughout the week to just do a check-in. Hey, rate your performance this week, rate your mindset, rate your clarity. And then also either um, doing a follow-up of what we talked or what we talked about in our weekly meeting, or just saying like, I noticed that you did this and that was amazing and giving a little bit of feedback that way. But when you're constantly giving this accountability to someone and letting them know that I see you, you're making progress, it gives them that confidence to keep going. Yes, and sometimes they don't want to let you down, right? Exactly. <laughs> I have clients so vested, they're like, we don't want to let you down. I was like, thank you, and it's for you. You know, exactly. like I'm here to hold the container for you mm -hmm. and to be your, you know, your greatest cheerleader and things like that. But ultimately, like, it's up to you. But mm -hmm. yes, we're here to support, hold, check in. And it feels good that someone like cares, you know, exactly. and also that energetically, we're holding our, uh, you know, dreams together, like mm -hmm. just energetically having a collaboration with people and that I hold a lot of women's dreams. And it just feels so good. I'm like, like giving you good juju over there that it comes to fruition for you. you know, exactly. With to be able help. to help them bring their dreams to life. And then also it feels nice to have them trust you with their dreams. Like I don't take that lightly either. So creating that relationship with the clients and hoping that it goes past the coaching program and we become a community for one another. Cause a lot of times 
there's been things my clients have taught me or something that was brought on my radar. And it was like, thank you for sharing that with me. And you create this relationship. And now all of these women have a community of women that can relate to each other. And it's just, it's, I can't even really explain it. It's just something that I'm just so grateful to be able to share with my clients. Yeah, it's magical. I always say when women truly support each other, like to their core, mm -hmm. and know that there's enough out there to go around for all of us. Yes. Um, ultimately, we'll take over the world. That's what I always say. I was like, I'm not a man hater. I always tell people, oh, just because I want women to take over the world doesn't mean I don't like men. I love men, but I want women to take over the world. Like, I just I think it would just work so much better. <laughs> It'll be a better world for sure. It'll be a better world. <laughs> Oh my God, this was so, so good. Thank you so much. Um, you really took us through such a beautiful process. And I like behind each one, you have strategies. Like I see it like in your brain, it's all going like this, like everything's turning that mm -hmm. your strategic mind is just um, to shape people and their future. Like it really can, but your delivery is also very warm and friendly and like feel relatable so that's an excellent combination excellent combination beyond small talk community thank you i really appreciate it yeah can you tell us exactly where to find you yes so you can either find me um at my website so amber s mcintyre.com i'm also on facebook asm consulting on facebook um or you can just send me a dm on instagram um underscore amber underscore mcintyre I respond to DMs or you can just send a message on the website and I'll be getting back to you within 24 hours. <laughs> Thank you. And she does. <laughs> she was so excellent. And I'll also include all that information in the show notes and you could always click. Um, and this was just awesome. Oh my God. I'm getting excited about my own working <laughs> strategies for my small business and looking forward to collaborating more with you, Amber. I think this just just sound all so great and very aligns with our values. Very aligns. And it, it has been a pleasure. Thank you again for bringing me on. I was really excited just to be on here, to be able to have this collaboration with you because I do feel like our audiences are very similar. So it's always nice to network with women that's about women empowerment that's out there trying to give value to other women. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Beyond Small Talk community. Every Thursday live right here on IG. And by tomorrow, we'll be on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and Audible. So check us out. This is season two, episode number 28 with Aber McIntyre. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>